It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show. Day 10 of 49ers training camp is in the books. And Brock Purdy was seeing red. That's red in the red zone as Brock Purdy had some really big plays inside the red zone. 49ers Cutback on Believe. If you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe to the channel. Really appreciate it. If you're listening on an audio platform, give it a five-star rating. I'd really appreciate it. Everyone that has been helping out and everyone that's been reaching out, it's been a lot of fun doing these episodes on Believe. So thank you guys so much uh, for all the continued support. So the 49ers uh, finished day 10 of training camp, and with that comes the end of fans being able to be at practices. So now uh, the 49ers are kind of honing in. They got one more day of practice on Tuesday, and then they're going to have a day off. Uh, but they're going to travel to Las Vegas. They're going to enjoy their day off. And then they're going to have joint practices with the Las Vegas Raiders on Thursday and Friday, day off on Saturday, and then the preseason game on Sunday versus the Las Vegas Raiders. And in this episode, we're going to talk about everything that happened at training camp. We're also going to get into some of the sound clips of what Kyle Shanahan had to say in his, pre- say in his press conference, which is going to give us an idea about Brock Purdy's availability for that Las Vegas Raiders uh, preseason game, and also how he feels about these joint practices coming up against the Raiders. Uh, But it has to start with some news that the 49ers were working out four running backs at their practice, and I went ahead and watched a little bit of the clip of them practicing after the practice. They're wearing yellow jerseys. I was on hand to watch the linebackers do theirs. Uh, You don't really know who these players are until it gets announced, and uh, Field Yates reported that the 49ers worked out four running backs because, and he says because of Elijah Mitchell being hurt with the abductor, uh, they worked out veteran running backs Duke Johnson, Brian Hill, Jeremy McNichols, and Jason Huntley. So uh, some pretty well-known names as far as veteran running backs all have been able to contribute to multiple NFL teams throughout their career. And it looks like the 49ers are making sure they have the depth necessary to play in these preseason games and to get to joint practices. As of time of this recording, the 49ers have not officially signed one of these backs. So it could come. uh, The reasoning for it could be, as Field Yates said, and it's Elijah Mitchell, you know, that abductor. Maybe they don't want to put him out there in these practices or preseason game. They want to give him time to heal. It could be that, and it could also be that the 49ers probably don't plan on Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, and maybe even a guy like Jordan Mason uh, getting very many reps. I don't think McCaffrey's going to get any at all against Las Vegas. I now expect Elijah Mitchell to not be back and get any. So they might just be making sure they have veteran running backs that could come in and step in and understand about protection, understand how to get through these joint practices and preseason because uh, Jordan Mason and TDP cannot handle all your carries, of course. And then there's question marks about Kalen Laburn and Ronald Awat in protection. 
because there was questions about TDP and Jordan Mason in the same categories last year. Uh, when it comes to rookie running backs, that's one of the big adjustments is not just running it, not just getting vertical when you get the carries, uh, but also being able to do all the things you're supposed to do without the football in your hands. So 40 yards bringing in four potential players that could fill a role for their team. We'll find out if that means these guys are going to be, you know, potentially one of them will be signed and available for joint practices for the preseason games and how long they'll be on the roster, I think will be determined. Uh, but it was an interesting development and something that we're going to have to monitor to see how the 49ers handle the running back room and how they handle this abductor injury with Elijah Mitchell. Good news on the injury front is that Jalen Moore, uh, who I saw go down at practice, injured his knee, had a bone bruise. It was a very nervous moment as he stayed on the ground. And then he got up, walked to the sideline very gingerly, ended up getting on a cart to go get further observation and testing. And now he has suited up and back at practice. Now, he wasn't participating in the 11-on-11s. He wasn't out there getting those practice reps yet. But it's a good sign for the 49ers that Moore is getting close because we want to see Moore play in some of these preseason games and get reps because it's good for him and his growth. Plus, he's been looking really good. Uh, so being able to get out there on the field he can demonstrate how much he has improved uh, throughout his career going into year three and go ahead and solidify himself as the left tackle backup behind Trent Williams. And question marks from Chris First are about who's going to be the swing tackler, if they're going to go with a left tackle backup in Jalen Moore, a right tackle backup in Matt Pryor is going to play out. But with Jalen Moore being able to get back on the field here pretty soon, he's going to be able to battle back and potentially win that job. And that's been one of the training camp battles that I've been talking about for a while is Moore versus Pryor to see who's going to be that sixth offensive lineman and especially the offensive lineman that plays on the outside. So good news for Moore coming back and suiting up, and we'll continue to monitor his progression. Aaron Banks is progressing through concussion protocol. Now that he's out there and working out, in his normal clothes means he's made it one step of the way. Of course, they're going to keep monitoring where he's at with the concussion protocol, uh, but it's good news that he's finally out there. The next step will be he'll practice in a non-contact way. Then he'll be wearing a blue jersey. Then pretty soon he won't. As they continue to monitor where he's at, whether he's feeling nausea, whether he's dizzy, and all these things. But it's good news that he's progressing. Hopefully Everything is going to be back to normal, and he's going to feel healthy. And they can take care of him because we want to make sure Aaron Banks is healthy and ready to go by week one of the season. I don't think the 49ers are really worried about him playing in any of these preseason games, although it would be nice to see him get a series or two with the starters just to kind of get you know some of that chemistry together. But he's used to playing with Trent Williams. He's used to playing with Jake Brendel. He should have no problems being able to reacclimate to this 49ers offensive line. And then Brandon Ayuk had a day off. Uh, so Brandon Ayuk has been sizzling over the last uh, week and a half, two weeks at 49ers training camp. He's been spectacular. And so he had the day off. That uh, kind of coincides with the fact that the 49ers starting defense played really well. In fact, the defense was taking all the attention early on in training camp. They were getting after the 49ers. And that's exactly what you expect from a defense that is continuing to grow, and I think they're starting to get their footing now that Charvarius Ward's back. Uh, Steve Wilkes has been 
going through and working on his blitzes, and he's probably honed in exactly what blitzes his team is really good at. And then they're now able to execute those at a high level as this defense has learned overall what Steve Wilkes wants from his scheme, how he wants it played from a technical standpoint. I think it's a good sign for the 49ers defense because the 49ers offense has had a stretch of days where they've been highly successful. The defense has made plays, but the 49ers offense has been more successful in this training camp than I've seen them over the last couple. So uh, 2021, 2022, uh, the defense was very stingy. There was a time last year where Trey Lance, uh, Nate Sudfeld, they just couldn't really complete passes. It was tough. It was nothing for you know Trey to go 3 of 10, and that was just showing how good that defense was last year. Ward was locked down. Hufanga was making plays. It was just a it was a different world. And of course, Emmanuel Mosley was playing corner. So the 49ers were feeling very comfortable uh, with their defense last year. And they had Bosa, you know, and all these guys making a lot of plays on the on the off, uh, defensive line as well. So I think there's going to continue to be growth from this 49ers defense. But I think there's moments that are going to happen like this. And the good news is now it's just practice when they're going against the 49ers offense instead of, uh, you know, every single day. 11 on 11s, it's a little bit different now that they're going to be progressing to joint practices and the preseason. But I am curious to see what this defense looks like against somebody else's ones. It's going to be fun to get these reports coming out of, you know, Henderson, Las Vegas, uh, or Henderson, Nevada. I'm sorry, where the, where the 49ers and Raiders are going to be having their practices. So uh, Brock Purdy had a really good red zone session. And I think this is something that we've seen from Brock. Brock's continued to have a lot of success in the red zone, which is good news for the 49ers because you have to be able to capitalize and convert on touchdowns. Of course, his first red zone session didn't go very good. Uh, he didn't make the plays. He missed Christian McCaffrey in the back of the end zone, even though McCaffrey tried to toe touch. It just didn't get done. He got one yard on it. And then he had a poor throw to Debo Samuel on a on a play and then a screen to McCaffrey after that. So it wasn't a good session, but then Purdy came out for a second set in the red zone and he found rhythm. He worked it out and he made some plays and he had touchdown throws on consecutive plays to Jawan Jennings, Tay Martin and Willie Sneed. Uh, that's, that's great work from Brock Purdy. And the thing was, is Jennings and Sneed, we're getting covered by the 49ers' top two cornerbacks in Charverius Ward and uh, Diameter Lenore. So you're having success against some really good football players, and that's saying a lot for these wide receivers as well. But I think it's good news you know, for the 49ers that Brock Purdy's having this success in practice. Of course, he threw for about 50%. Uh, he was 9 of 18 at practice with one interception, that interception being a pick six by Tayshawn Gibson. The ball was tipped by Dre Greenlaw, intercepted. Gibson continues to have an absolutely fantastic uh, training camp, just continuing what he did last year and building upon that. So Kyle Shanahan was asking his presser about Brock Purdy because we've seen the growth. Brock Purdy's continued to develop. And he was asked if you know Brock Purdy was going to uh, play against the Las Vegas Raiders. And this is what Kyle Shanahan had to say about it. Um. And I doubt Brock plays. Um, we haven't fully decided it yet. I mean, usually when 
we go scrimmage against guys, I rarely play our starters. Um, that's usually my plan going to it because a little more into the practices and the games. Um, but I've changed my mind a couple times too based off how those practices go. So um, usually that's our plan, but we'll see how those practices go. I mean, we're kind of hoping no at this point, right? Uh, the way Kyle Shanahan's saying it, you know, on some occasions he's had to do that. We've seen him do that a little bit last year with Trey Lance as he went ahead and played him even though he didn't want to play a starter. So I think the 49ers are planning on going very thin with their starting units against the Raiders in the actual preseason game. And I think Brock Purdy, the hope is that he won't play. If he's not playing in that preseason game, it means he had a very good joint practice, which is good sign for the 49ers. So I think those expectations, even though we're going to be very excited about uh, preseason football, they're probably not going to see very many of the starters, if any. And I think that as long as everything goes good at joint practices, that's a good sign for the 49ers that you just won't see those guys. And that's okay. You know what I mean? You don't have to see the starting uh, 49ers offense in the first preseason game, even though as fans, we're super excited and we want to see how these 49ers go out there and operate. I think it's very important to make sure we remember that this is a progression and now we're going to get to see other players. You know, just because you don't see Brock against the Raiders, it does mean you're going to see a lot of Trey Lance and Sam Darnold and Brandon Allen. And I think that is a good sign, you know, for the 49ers. And one thing that was interesting is Matt Mayoko asked Kyle Shanahan, hey, Brock Purdy, does does he need to play during the preseason? You know, once once they found out he's not playing against the Raiders, it's like, well, does he need to play at all during the preseason? Here's what Kyle Shanahan had to say. Um, I mean, I think it's always good to play. I mean, you know, you don't think he has to. I don't think a lot of guys don't have to, but um, it usually helps. So we can expect to see Brock Purdy play at some point during the preseason. The 49ers usually do a dress rehearsal. I don't know if they'll do that in the week three preseason game against the Chargers. Maybe they will. And that's usually where you get, you know, one, two uh, of these series where you go out there with your first unit and they go out there and 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 run through a 49ers uh, play call sheet. It's not game planned or anything like that. But I think that's what Kyle Shanahan's alluding to. We'll probably see Brock Purdy in some facet during the preseason. Uh, but I think it's going to be extremely limited because uh, the 49ers want to make sure they get through preseason with the most of their players healthy. And I think... You know, when it comes to Brock Purdy, there's not a lot uh, that you're going to gain out of playing in these preseason games. He played in seven games last year, got a lot of experience. He's getting a full training camp uh, this year, and there's less injury concerns than there was coming into training camp. So you don't need to play him. I think Kyle Shannon will be very careful. And he knows he's got to get reps for Trey Lance, Sam Darnold. He's got to make sure he discovers, you know, who is playing at the higher level between the two. And I do think he wants to get a good look at him, and that's okay. I think it's a, it's a nice transition. So one thing that Kyle Shanahan was stick to Brock, uh, because there has been conversations from the things that Brian Gracia said. Brock Purdy earlier this week talked about things that he needs to work on, and one of the concerns has been about Brock Purdy is him escaping the pocket. We've heard a lot a lot of people talk about him naturally wanting to go left and throwing the football and not wanting to step up inside the pocket. So Kyle Shanahan was asked about this, and he kind of gives a nice uh, answer to what they feel about Brock Purdy you know, staying in the pocket and completing the passes that are there instead of leaving early. And also that thin line of, hey, sometimes 
You have to leave the pocket to extend the play. I thought it was a very interesting point from Kyle Shanahan, and that's why I wanted to play this clip because I think it gives an idea. Yeah, there's things that Brock needs to work on, uh, but Brock also did some special things, and I think the, the 49ers are trying to find that fine line between letting Brock fit within the system and also Brock being Brock and making things happen uh, when a play breaks down. I think a ton. I mean, it's not – it's – it's it's when to break and when not to, and um, I mean I think Brock does as good of a job at that as anyone. But you know, as the more the year went, you know, a couple times later in the playoffs, just missed a couple, leaving the pocket too early um, that he had. Um, that ends up then has to throw it away. Um, but he also kept us on the field a ton, leaving it when nothing was there. So there's a fine line with that and um, stuff that you talk about all the time. But sometimes you got to take the good with the bad. Those are the kind of decisions that you know, you have to make as a quarterback and you're, you're trying to figure out, Hey, the pass rush is coming. Yeah. I need to get out or, Hey, I need to stick in there and make some throws. And I think we've seen Brock Purdy do both of those things, but I think it gives us an idea of the types of things that Brian Greasy and, you know, the, and coach Kubiak are working on to try to get Brock Purdy to the next level. And I think it's a good sign that the 49ers, you know, are, are working towards these things for Brock. Now, when it comes to Trey and Sam Darnold, uh, both of them had tough practices. It was overall the defense was just having a day against uh, not, if you're no matter what your name was, Brock Purdy, Sam Darnold, or Trey Lance, they were coming after you. Now both of them had moments where they had good plays uh, in red zone. Both of them had you know significant carries. Uh, Trey Lance and Brock Purdy both ran for touchdowns. Some reporting it's a touchdown for Trey. Some saying he got stopped at the one yard line. Uh, when it, when you're out there in these situations, a lot of times those refs, if you just get touched, they'll call you down. So uh, you make judgment calls, and some say it's a touchdown, some say it's not. I think either way, it was a quarterback draw, and Trey Lance made a nice run. So uh, whether it was a touchdown or not, it's significant because you see the things that Trey can do, especially in the red zone with his legs, and he's also able to distribute. We've seen him distributing the ball around to different receivers and making all the throws. And with Darnold, he continues to uh, have you know good moments, and I think the 49ers are optimistic about the growth of both of these quarterbacks. So overall, it's a it's a been a good training camp so far. We'll see what happens, you know, when they get into these practices. But just to let you guys know, in case you know you're you're wanting those stats, uh, Brock Purdy had 37 reps uh, in today's practice, all of them with the first team, of course, nine of 18 with a one interception. That was from Tayshawn Gibson. Uh, Trey Lance was uh, had 16 reps. He was three of seven for one INT. So not a lot of work for Trey Lance, even though you know he's had other days where he's had a lot more volume. And his interception uh, was from Demetrius Flanagan Fowles. And then Sam Darnold had 16 reps as well. So him and Trey Lance continued continue to mirror each other as far as volume of reps. And he was five of eight, and he had a touchdown in the red zone period as well, traded as well. Uh, and then Brandon Allen got six reps, and he was two of three on those reps. So Kyle Shanahan was talking about, you know, what these joint practices mean. And uh, one, of the, one of the media members asked him exactly what he thought of joint practices compared to preseason games. So I wanted everyone to hear what Kyle Shanahan thinks and believes about these joint practices and their value to the 49ers uh, team and how, how much they compare to preseason games. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely do because you get to make sure that guys are getting evaluated. You do normal plays. You get to put guys in situations. You never know how a game a game's going to unfold, what the situations are, who's in there. Um, sometimes you get in situations where you can't do stuff um, based off of protections and things like that in games. So in practice, you get to get everything done, and you get to learn a lot more about the guys to me than you do in the games. Negatives are it's always more competitive going against another team. So you want to make sure that there's no fight. You want to make sure both teams treat each other with respect. And um, I think us and the teams we've gone against have fairly been pretty good about that. And um, I expect Josh and his crew to be the same. I concur with what Kyle Shanahan has said. Uh, just when you're when you're coaching, being able to control variables that you can't control in a preseason game, you can create scenarios and situations that might not arise during those preseason games. Uh, depending on how the preseason game is going, you might never get to face a two-minute drill. You might never get to face a fourth down from inside the two-yard line. Uh, there's a lot of things you you may not be backed up against your own goal line and have to do things to get out of it, have to make quick decisions. You may not have, as a, a special teams, be able to punt one and put it, you know, cough and kick them inside the 10-yard line. So there's a lot of scenarios that you can plan out with the opposing team when you're doing these joint practices to be able to get the desired, you know, look desired, uh, you know, replication of things that you're looking for. So I think the 49ers and the Raiders are going to get a lot of benefit out of these joint practices. And I think it is a trend in the right direction. And I look for joint practices to probably even take more of a hold over the next few years as the NFL may go away from having three preseason games and maybe go down to two, because there's always the possibility of an 18th game. We've heard George Kittle talking about that. Of course, that's a conversation for a different day, but he's talking about 18 so they could get two uh, bye weeks during the season. So it's always something that's a possibility, but I think joint practices and the benefit of joint practices, because you're able to figure out the things you need to work on and then work with the opposing staffs to get those things done, I think is huge. The one thing that's a little bit different that you get from preseason that maybe you don't get uh, from joint practices is the overall desire for a finished product, right? So a win uh, or to not lose, right? You can kind of have those sorts of things. Uh, the feeling of playing in front of a big crowd also plays into it, especially for young players dealing with sound. You can pipe in sound and kind of replicate what that looks like. But I think sometimes going through the little things, there's it's still nice to have preseason, I just don't know if you get as much benefit as far as X's and O's that you're going to get from joint practices. And I think that's what Kyle Shanahan sees, how much value you get from joint practices. So I think a combination of joint practices and preseason games is exactly what you need to get your team in the right direction. And if it does manufacture uh, that intensity, like Kyle Shanahan was saying, you just don't want fights and things like that. But if you can stay within your your own uh, realm and not get out of the, you know, out of hand and, and start getting into fights and things. I think it's a good thing for the 49ers and for the Raiders to be able to have these joint practices. And I have a feeling that there's going to be uh, some energy there. You're going to have players that have played for both teams. Uh, there'll be some, some talking I'm sure, and we'll see what happens. But uh, I think overall, these joint practices are going to benefit the 49ers. And we're probably going to start to see the depth chart take hold as some of these training camp battles are definitely put a magnifying glass on them. We can see how these guys perform going against some really good players on the opposing team 
some of those battles are going to be fun. So 49ers wide receiver position uh, has, has just been even more difficult to figure out because we know who the top, you know, four guys are Debo, Ayuk, Ray Ray, and Juwan. And those guys have all been playing out of their mind all throughout training camp. But the battle to be the fifth, maybe sixth wide receiver has continued to boggle the mind. And uh, all these guys are doing really well, whether that's Ronnie Bell, Chris Conley, Danny Gray, and now Willie Sneed, who stepped up in the last few practices and put himself on the map and a part of this conversation. So the four years are going to have some decisions there. Tate Martin had a touchdown in the red zone today. So uh, more decisions. And I think training camp and these joint practices are going to give the 49ers a really good idea of who's going to be, you know, making plays in the wide receiver position. And unfortunately the four years can't keep all these guys, but um, all of them add something very unique to this 49ers wide receiver room and depth chart. And so who is able to kind of distance themselves from the others, uh, whether that's blocking and or what they can add to the offense is going to be interesting to watch. And I'm, I'm really curious. Those are things we can focus on for Raiders preseason. And then throughout the preseason, uh, who makes those plays? Cameron Latu caught a touchdown pass during the red zone today. So uh, Latu getting involved a little bit. That's a good news. We have heard about, you know, Braden Willis. Uh, I watched him get involved with four targets, three targets at practice. And so Cameron Latu getting involved as well. These young guys continue to progress. And it's a difficult thing, but it's good to see Cameron Latu step up. Uh, as far as running backs go, Christian McCaffrey continues to shine. Uh, Jordan Mason has been doing good, but TDP has been getting all the attention. Uh, running angry, running aggressive, running physical, catching the ball in the backfield. TDP is going to be a player to watch. Watch him during the preseason and let's see what he can do. Uh, but there's some conversations are definitely there about what he can provide this team. And I think it's becoming a, a real plan for the 49ers to have these four running backs running together. So TDP, a lot of excitement coming from him. As far as offensive line, the 49ers continue to grow, continue to develop, giving Jason Poe some snaps at center now. Uh, Nick Zakel, of course, has been doing the same thing. They're wanting versatility from those interior offensive linemen. So you have to be able to play right guard, left guard, and center. So we're seeing some, you know, some conversation there. Chris Furster did say in his presser, that he's worried about Poe's ability as far as length of arm to be able to uh, handle all the blocks that he needs to make. He says the better transition is for him at center, but um, he's got to figure it all out. And so that's why they focus so much on him at guard before. He did also say John Feliciano's best position is center, but he's going to be a backup for all three positions as of right now. So 49ers defensive line, uh, we've seen them make some things. Bosa's gone. Uh, right, it's all been about Farrell, it's all been about Jackson, and now it's all about Taco Charlton. Uh, but Kyle Shade was asked about the defensive line and how he felt about him, and this is what he had to say about the 49ers defensive line. Um, I think a good amount. I mean, I got a pretty good idea just going against him every day. Um, you know, those guys go hard, they're a little banged up right now. Um, we'll see how they are when we go out there. Um, but, but I know we got a good D-line. Just hope they can stay healthy. Hope they can keep working on their craft to improve while they stay healthy. Um, and as long as they do that, um, things will be good for us. I mean, he sees them every day. You know, he, he knows what they're about. Uh, but they got to stay healthy. And I think that was one of the things we saw is a lot of players kind of went down at once. Kalia Davis, Robert Beal, um, were two names. Austin Bryant, who's returned now. 
But then they've also put Daryl Johnson on the IR. So they've had to go out and bring in other players. But one of those guys that they brought in was Taco Charlton. And I think at the time, it felt very camp body-ish. Uh, but he came in looking good, about 260 pounds, six foot six with those long arms. And I think it was obvious right away that he had the ability. He was putting in the extra work with Daryl Tapp, getting those extra drills as he was going through the hoop and working on his handwork. Uh, so it's it's been fun to watch. And now he's starting to get first team reps. Uh, so we heard what Steve Wilkes had to say about him the other day in the presser, that he stepped off the plane and he's been ready to go. And now we can be excited. This could be a really nice signing for the 49ers where, yeah, we lost Daryl Johnson, uh, but we have a guy like Taco Charlton who's now in the running to make the 49ers 53-man roster and be a part of this 49ers rotation. First-round talent, maybe playing for Chris Kacarek and not having to think but just react is going to speed up Taco Charlton's game. He's going to continue to make an impact. Uh, you know, when it comes to Drake Jackson and Cleveland Farrell, they've continued to develop in the run game. Both look really good. Farrell, just like you know everyone's kind of expected and like I've been predicting, has looked like a really good base 4-3 defensive end. And I think the good thing with Farrell right now is he's starting to apply pressure consistently to the quarterback, even seeing him winning against uh, Trent Williams from time to time, which we know is no easy feat. So I think it's optimism for Farrell, for Jackson, uh, for Taco Charlton, and for a guy like Austin Bryant. Austin Bryant would have had two would-be sacks in practice today. He's flying off the edge. He looks healthy. Uh, that's good news for the 49ers. They have some real talent on the outside now with guys who can pr provide speed rush and are long. And so we've also seen good good training camps from guys like Alex Barrett, who's been a lifelong practice squad guy, but he's been showing up and making plays. And you've got guys like Kerry Hyder. So question mark still about the young player, Robert Beal, but all the veterans, some of the reclamation projects the 49ers are bringing in are trending in the right direction at training camp. Now they're going to go out there and they're going to go against the Oakland Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders. I pulled a Kyle Shaded, Las Vegas Raiders at at uh, joint practices, and then we'll get to see them in some of these uh, uh, practice, um, sorry, uh, preseason games. And that'll be exciting as well because we will get to see all of these guys getting those reps uh, and, and seeing where Chris Kacarek has got this defensive line. Uh, less question marks about the interior defensive line, but uh, the outside guys have been getting it done lately as well. Uh, Demetrius Flanagan fouls had himself a really good practice nearly two interceptions he dropped one but he did have another one and the 49ers linebackers continue to play well and the 49ers defense played really well Trey Greenlaws are in and around making plays tipping that ball that Tayshawn Gibson was able to intercept he was blitzing on the play and Brock Purdy was under pressure the ball got tipped and picked off so these linebackers have been showing up and making plays and Oren Burks right now looks like linebacker three, uh, but there's definitely guys on his heels from Flanagan Fowles and McCurry Ball. And then now we've seen Jalen Graham and D. Winter starting to make an impact as they get more comfortable with this 49ers defense. It's going to be tough. The likelihood is the 49ers are going to keep six linebackers, but who are those six going to be? Somebody's going to get left out, and that could be a player like Flanagan Fowles or even Oren Burks, even though Burks' special teams ability almost makes him a for-sure lock for the 49ers. And then with Gibson having another pick, he just continues to be uh, that staple in the secondary that the 49ers need. 
uh, the model of consistency and that steady voice. So uh, the the fact that he's continuing the turnovers is good. He's in the right places at the right times. We heard Jair Brown talk about, you know, learning from uh, the Sean Gibson and Talano Ufonga and what that's meant for his game, how quickly they process information and how they can understand what an offense is trying to do before it comes at them. And that reactionary time is cut down by the fact that they know what's going to happen. So he doesn't really care about speed because if you know what's going to happen, you go ahead and do it. And then Kyle Shanahan talked about Deshaun Jameson and kind of just echoed the same things that we've heard from Coach Steve Wilkes about Jameson continuing to develop, and they're pretty high on him. So uh, 49ers secondary is in a good spot, and I think the 49ers overall are in a very good spot trending towards playing the Raiders and what that's going to look like. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We're finally getting to real football. Uh, the joint practices are going to reveal a lot about the 49ers and the Raiders. And then preseason, we'll have fun watching the depth, and we'll get to break it all down and talk about it. And I think that's going to be a lot of fun as well. So plenty of content will be coming your way. We're at uh, the brink of football season officially getting underway. I know preseason is an actual regular season, uh, but it's going to help dictate how this roster is built and who's going to be on the 49ers 2023 uh, 53-man roster. And I, I can't wait to talk all about it. I'm looking forward to this week and these joint practices and looking forward to uh, preseason games. I always love watching the depth play. I think it gives a really good idea of how good your football team is going to be because at some point, you're going to need one of those players. Like Bill Walsh said, you're an extension of the play, you know, the other players, and it's so true. And you're going to probably need every one of those guys. He used to say, we're going to need all 49 guys in this game. And I think that at some point, the 49ers are going to rely on some of these players. It's going to be fun. So uh, thank you guys so much for watching. 49ers Cutback on Believe. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Until then, stay safe. And remember the right way is always the 49ers way. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.